0: Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of the Forever Athletic Podcast with me, Coach Ian Wood. And today I am talking about the so called myth of not having enough time to train. And then when you do realize that you do actually have some time to train, how do you actually make the most out of that time and be the most efficient and get the most return from it? Because the first thing I want to tick off on this is that we don't want a lack of time to become an excuse for doing no training or no exercise at all, because if you're listening to this, you know that exercise and training is very, very important for you in a myriad of different ways. But also you know that there are plenty of other things out there that suck your time and energy away from what you maybe ideally want to do or from what you think is optimal when it comes to your training progress or your health, whether it's things like your work hours, your family demands, travel, commuting, stuff like that. But let's just make sure that we don't let that combined with our perception of what we think is optimal or what we think is good enough to stop us from doing anything. We want to first of all avoid the sort of mindset of oh well I can't find the time to do five 60 minute sessions per week so I won't bother doing anything at all okay because in all reality that is a bullshit excuse because the biggest increase in benefit when it comes from exercise is from going from doing nothing doing something so if you imagine a graph starting at no returns in kind of the bottom left hand corner you get no returns from doing no training and then you get a line that just gradually increases up to optimal returns from optimal training every step up that line that you can take gives you a beneficial return the only step on that that gives you no return is when you're doing no training so it's always beneficial to get something in So whether this is you and this is kind of where you're at right now, what I would do is head back to episode six and learn all about taking imperfect action. At that point, you don't need to worry about being perfect. You don't need to worry about what's optimal. You just need to do something and get yourself started. You'll figure out so much along the way just by taking that imperfect action and you will get so many benefits from it in return. So whether that's kind of a quick 10 minute home workout, some press ups, some bodyweight squats, some sit ups, that sort of thing. Or just nipping out for a 20 to 30 minute run which i absolutely love because you can use all of that time that you have available for you for exercise and not just you know putting some of it towards actually traveling and getting to the gym getting changed getting warm those sorts of things you can use all of that time for your activity to trick your shoes on and go because if you're honest with yourself everybody has time to do something even if it's small and imperfect but it does help and it will start you making some momentum. So if you listen to this podcast, you're not currently doing anything at the minute and you feel that time is a real barrier, just remember imperfect action, get started. Something is always better than nothing. And that is the biggest step forward that you can take from going from doing nothing to doing something. But let's turn this to a little bit more about the way that I kind of work. So I'm a gym based coach i work in free weights resistance training that sort of stuff so for most people there will be an element of traveling to the gym and this is where my area of expertise is so let's just kind of focus a little bit more on how we get this into our working week so for me the best way to make sure that you have time is to make time especially as a busy person a busy everyday athlete so take a second to be honest with yourself at this moment Think about the things that you make time for because you make time for a lot of things in your life. And by that, I mean that you make a conscious decision to spend your time in certain ways every day. And the best way to make time for training is to be honest with yourself find those slots of time that you can do it and then book it into your diary like you would do a meeting at work and don't let other things take over that time treating it as one of your most important meetings as it genuinely is it is meeting with you to spend time on your health on your well-being on your fitness and working towards your specific goals because there's not many more things that you can work towards that are more valuable to you than that there may be things that are more valuable to your boss or to the people around you who are trying to, trying to take your time away from you all the time but if you just take some of your time off the table and protect it and if somebody asks for a meeting at that time just say oh no sorry i can't i've already got a meeting in at that time they don't need to know what it is just book it in and you can start off low with just kind of once one block of time per week and then maybe bring it up to two when you realize that's going well maybe take it up to three that sort of thing but the best way to make sure that you have time is to make time and make that time by protecting it Booking into your diary, and then not letting anybody steal that time away from you, and having it in your diary will just be that kind of visual thing that just reminds you, like, so okay, yeah, I've made that promise to myself, so I'm going to follow through on that. So once you've made yourself some time, whether that's one, two, or three little blocks of time in your week, you just need to check your priorities. So many people will make the mistake when it comes to training, and if you've got a little bit of time for training. You feel like you need to cram as much work into that time as possible so you start just spinning around the gym doing circuits with very little weight just doing as much as you possibly can and just being a bit of a whirlwind in the gym whereas what i think you should do instead is to prioritize if you've got less time it is more valuable that time so you need to make sure you are spending it on the most important and the biggest bang for buck movements which you can do which for me in my mind for the goals that we will be working towards if you are listening to this podcast It'll often be heavier work on compound movements with more rest at a slightly slower pace of training because that way if you do that style of training then you will actually get strong and you will actually build some muscle rather than just spinning around the gym for 40 to 45 minutes and leaving it tired having burnt some calories you wouldn't have wouldn't have given your body the stimulus that it needs to get stronger you wouldn't have given your body the stimulus it needs to build some muscle whereas if you just slow it down and prioritize the biggest bang for buck things that you can do you will actually get stronger and you will actually build some muscle. And this leads us on to the next thing with priorities is that with most things, we know that the eighty-twenty principle or the eighty-twenty rule applies. And that means that you get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts or 80% of the returns from 20% of the things that you do. So as long as you know what your goal is, then we can figure out what that really effective 20% is. And if we focus on that 20% of effort, we can get 80% of the progress available to us and call me arrogant, but I'm pretty confident with my skill set that I can fit that 20% of stuff into three 45 minute sessions per week. Hell, I even fit it into lots of two, lots of 45 minutes per week for plenty of my clients at the minute. And get them in and out of the gym in an hour with a shower and moving towards their goals because for me like i said that 20 percent is going to look like progressive overload so adding a little bit of weight every week every other week or adding a rep every week or every other week on compound movements that move multiple joints and multiple muscle groups at the same time so we're doing as many things as we possibly can on those movements that's going to be looking like squats presses deadlifts rows those sorts of things Having an upper body push, upper body pull, a squat, and a hinge all in the same session. And then after you've done those and you pick those tick those big boxes off, that's your 20% that's gonna give you 80% returns. And you're probably still gonna have a little bit of time to do some extra stuff, whether it's be a pump finisher, a cardio finisher to get your heart rate up. You can do those with that remaining time and start chipping into that final 20% of progress that is on the table to be had with whatever time you've got left, knowing that you've ticked off the big 20% of bang for buck stuff. Okay. Because after that anyway, you're starting to look at diminishing returns as it is and we shouldn't really be stressing about missing out occasionally or even totally on things that have diminishing returns anyway at that point. So this is where you've done that 20% of work that's got you 80% of your progress, okay? You've done your four big bang for buck compound exercises with a a format of progressive load on them on a regular basis. You've done some little accessory work, kind of extra curls, lat raises, calories row meters, those sorts of things those things that you do at the end of the session they do move you forwards a little bit more so if you have got time to do them do them but they move us, forward, move us forward at a much smaller amount and a much smaller rate compared to the initial work that we did so going from that no session to a session with some good heavy squats in it huge benefit and then following up with a, a push pull and a hinge afterwards huge benefit to that but anything else after that it will benefit us but nowhere near as much as that it's that law of diminishing returns so don't stress about it if you can't fit that in and then if you go beyond that as well this is where you start to touch on junk volume so just extra work that you do for the sake of feeling like you've done extra work but it doesn't actually move the needle forward and it doesn't actually make you any better and for me that's kind of any session really for a busy person that is going over that 60 minute mark anything beyond that is probably going to be junk volume but for me what I think is a really good line to draw is to where kind of diminishing returns starts to kick in Is where you start to feel that you're not or you can't put 100% effort, effort into that part of your session you're starting to think about the next thing in your diary you're starting to swing some of your reps around and not really focus on your technique as much you're not fully committed to the set and you're not maybe using the heaviest weight that you could do for that exercise with good form for me that's a good time to think about calling your session and moving on to the next thing in your day and that's why I rarely program things like five sets of squats instead of three for example because you've got most of the benefit from the first three so why kind of drag on and do another two on top of that to get maybe another five percent out of your squats let's just move on to a new movement and get some new benefits that are going to be even more beneficial rather than staying and maybe getting a bit more stagnant on the same exercise because for me that's efficiency and that's what we want out of these kind of time restricted sessions and while it isn't optimal in some people's eyes I think it's a lot more optimal than people really think is because you can really commit to those three sets. It's not a slog. You can recover it and come back again to the gym sooner. And it doesn't suck a necessary time and energy from your day and become a burden that you feel guilty about doing and spending more time in the gym because you just know that you've done what you had to do and nothing more. And then you can move on to your next bit. Okay. Then there's also this thing that if you have less of something, you value it more. So if you've got five sets of squats, for example, to work through, you don't value all five of those sets the same. You may cruise through the middle sets. You might be thinking about saving yourself for the final couple because they're going to be the hard ones. It's not necessarily sets one, two, and three are going to be hard. It's going to be sets four and five. So you just, you don't commit to the first three in the same sort of way. Whereas if you've only got two or three sets, you are going to want to make the most of them because you've got three sets. So you might even load them up just that little bit more. You might attack them with a little bit more intensity. You might be able to sneak out an extra rep or two because they're the only sets that you've got to do. So you're going to make sure that you get the most out of them. And part of being efficient is committing to and valuing everything that you do do and having a purpose behind it, which in, turn's, which in turn means that you get more from it anyway. And this is why I really like to condense these sessions down and just focus on these key bits and just make sure that everything you do is committed and with intent. Because a lot of the time, what you don't actually need is more time. You just need more focus. You just need to work on the things that you really need to work on. You need to work on them hard and diligently. And then a the final note I want to say on finding time and making sure you do have the time to do some training within your week is just think about the benefits beyond the physical because sure absolutely it might be optimal if we could train four to five times per week for 60 minutes for every session you will probably get more out of it compared to if you're training for two hours per week or three hours per week but exercise when you make time for it even at those lower levels it has all these benefits beyond the physical as well So physical and cognitive benefits, things like just better endurance and better fitness for long days at work and long days just in life. If you are fitter, you can go for longer during those days on whatever activities it is you're doing, whether it's work, life, family or gym. The gym can help increase your focus. It can improve your mood by putting some time aside for yourself and doing something that's rewarding and seeing yourself moving forwards. It gives you better health, which means less time off work or less time at less than 100% of your best. It can give you a break in your day from your monotony and freshen you up and give you a new little bit of life for the afternoon if you train at lunchtime like I do. It can give you better concentration for the rest of your day as well because you've burnt off some of your physical energy and then you can start focusing on your mental energy. and All these sorts of things. So, you, for me, you can't really afford to not train. Even if it's just a little bit of time per week, kind of two 45 minute slots per week, they will start to give you these benefits as well. And all of these benefits will save you time. They will make you more efficient. They will make you more focused. And they will make you a better version of yourself. So, I do implore all of you listening to this to make sure that you do make time to train in your week. And even if you do have a little bit of time, just make sure you focus on the key most important things for you relative to your goals that are going to make you the best version of yourself possible. And if you want some help with that, to help you find the time in your week and help you maximize the time that you do have to train, just visit www.coachianwood.com. Learn more about how you can work with me. And if it's something that you want to do, just fill in the application form on there. And we can start chatting about you, your time limitations and how we are going to make the most of them. Otherwise,